Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed. I'm the son, and we're your hosts. Jacob, this is uh, an episode today that was not on our original list of topic ideas. Yeah, you're right. But This is one of those in-the-moment things. Yeah, the world's gotten pretty crazy in the last week. The world is crazy. We are in uncharted waters right now, and keep seeing the word unprecedented in everything I read, so I'm going to try not to use that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the word preternatural. Excuse me, uh, could you use that uh, word in a, a sentence, please? Uh, we are in preternatural waters right now. <laughs> um, language of origin? No, I think people need to look this up. You know, there's, <laughs> there's things that you, you need something to do right now while while quarantined. And so that's the thing, y'all. We're, for those of you who are listening to this podcast in the year 2024, because you know nothing ever disappears from the internet. Yeah, no kidding. You never never can tell. Uh, so we're in the thick of this COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, craziness. Here in Mississippi, we're recording kind of in mid to late March. Mm-hmm. And as of about a week ago, there were practically zero positive cases yeah. of this virus in our state. Uh, in the course of a week, we're up to at least 140 in the, of, in the state of Mississippi. state of Mississippi. Ooh, I thought I was 30. As of last night, it was about 140. Um, in our county, we're one of the remaining counties that doesn't have a positive test yet. There's that Mississippi State defense for you, holding it down. Oh, gosh. But there's still several counties that don't. Uh, our neighboring counties in the Golden Triangle, Lowndes, and Clay both have positive cases. So, and, and we will. I was about to say, it, the chances come. of us having a case... It's probably pretty high in the next week that we'll right. have a confirmed sure will, case. I'm sure it will come. So, you know, it's coming. So it's we're just beginning our peak. And so, you know, I work in a pharmacy that's considered essential services. Uh, your mom works in a nursing home, and there's all kinds of craziness there. In addition, I mean, we're just trying to keep people as healthy as possible in the pharmacy by mm-hmm. you know by giving them the meds they need for our daily life. Whereas mom is having your mom is having to. You know, it just is hunkering down in a whole different sort of way, trying to keep because everybody there obviously is either there for rehab with some sort of underlying condition is yeah. another term we're seeing a lot, or or they're there because they're um, you know quite old or both, mm-hmm. and so she's got to be really careful. And uh, we're in a situation now where, for some odd reason that we're not completely sure about. You know, toilet paper is very difficult to find right now. Yeah, that was definitely, like, of all things, because, I mean, I understand the whole um, situation about, like, you know, if we're going to have to self-quarantine, like, we're going to need to stockpile for all that situations. I mean, uh, my fiancé just got back uh, from Europe, like, a week ago, so she's been in self-quarantine, you know, just because of what you said, the nature of you being in a pharmacy, mom working in a nursing home. Like yeah. me being related to you, like she just didn't want to. Right. And it's interesting to note too, just for factual reasons, she was in Europe. The plan was for her to come home like the day after the travel ban mm-hmm. from Europe. Yeah, but she still got in the country, so we're, back, we're happy thankfully. about that. But she um, texted me and was like, "I have one roll of toilet paper left," and I was like, "Ah, snap! Like you actually need to have <laughs> some stuff." So we ended up getting it for her. 
not really high quality stuff because like that was all that was left. But, you know, I just feel like it's it's a little bit much because, you know, you have all this false information about like and this is something we had talked about before that, you know, it's coming in from China or something. So it's sitting in the ports like could have coronavirus Mm -hmm. on it. America makes like 90% of their own toilet paper. Like a lot of our paper products come within our own country. And, you know, those, a lot of those paper products, as I've learned yeah. earlier, are also an essential in- industry because so much stuff that right. is related to healthcare, food preparation, stuff like that is connected to paper industries. One of my buddy works for sure. IP and that's like, they made an announcement yesterday. So I saw it on Facebook, but huh. you know, yeah, Your people are still going to the grocery store. People's is crazy. So why do we need to stock up when we could go back a week later and pick up more? Also, how much toilet paper are you people using? <laughs> yeah, I saw. We, we watched a video together today about someone who had done some math about how many sheets per instance. Mm-hmm. He used a different word. I saw um, an explicit warning on this podcast. I saw a meme. So the memes out of the coronavirus era are incredible just because there are some really funny ones coming out. Um, but I saw one laugh every now and then. Yeah. I saw one that had uh, a toilet paper folded and then also some toilet paper crumpled up. And it said a lot of those crumplers are going to turn into folders. And I thought that was (laughs) absolutely hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. So many questions, but that is funny. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're not, here to to make any fun uh we were respecting what's going on we realized that you know that it could affect us directly at some point um but at the same time you know you can't sit around and be depressed you know we're gonna we're we're hunkering down as best we can doing all we can um social distancing where we can maybe not in the studio because i don't think there is six feet of space in the studio but we're trying but we have a mic in between us to block the droplets Uh um but anyway all that to say this is vital i mean this is this is going to be a moment in history that we look back on and say, you know, what were you doing when the coronavirus hit? You well, know, I of. mean, especially for like my generation, because I was going to graduate or I still am going to. <laughs> Let's hope that you do. Yes. I, hopefully I will graduate. But almost every university has moved on entirely onto online classes in the middle of a semester, which is just a lot of stress on everybody. And for a lot of people, especially people who would graduate in the year 2020, Mm -hmm. are not graduating in the sense of like walking across a stage. Like we'll still graduate because we'll finish our degrees and we'll get degrees in the mail. You'll miss the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, basically. So in the playing of that song over and over and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's 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 just showing that like, I don't know, they're bound to come up with some funny name about like the class of coronavirus or something like that. My generation will go down in history books as like the first generation or one of the first generations to Basically not finish online, finish and online, not and, have a normal and not graduate to your, yeah. Because like even year. in, you know, past plagues and stuff like they still graduated in census, but like yeah. us would be a super non-traditional, you know, click here to walk across stage kind of situation. Right. I'm wondering what some of the high schools would do about prom because <laughs> social distancing, a lot of them, <laughs> that could be a good situation, you know, just stand six feet away, hold it out, leave enough room for the Holy spirit. You know how it'd be. <laughs> yeah, so I think as as we've talked about this and thought about it, you know, with all the online stuff and people being asked to stay home to work if possible, and and as a family, we've had to hunker down before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much memory you have of that. None at all. None at all. Well, let's let's just back up here. So at, for this hunkering, I like the word hunkering. Better, That's a fun better one. Better than quarantine. 
Um, so what have you been doing to pass the time? Uh, a little bit of everything. I um, have finished up to as many episodes have been released of Star Wars, the Clone Wars series. So it's the animated <laughs> series. So binge watching. Yes, definitely binge watching. I started another Star Wars show, so have begun to binge watch that. Uh, I've started and are in the middle of like four different books right now. Just mm. like I'll read one for a couple hours. I'm like, I'm bored with this. So I'll pick up another one, read that. And me and my roommate have been doing a thousand piece puzzle together, which has been really Ooh. fun because he doesn't strike me as a puzzle man. Um, but, you know, I'll be like doing it in the morning. Desperate times. And then he'll come out of his room and like he'll do another one. He texted me today because we made a, a big progress in that uh, puzzle over the last couple of days. And he was congratulating us on that. So, yeah, that's been the the big things. Exercising a lot. Even though the gyms and stuff are closed down, I've started uh, rucking which is basically walking long distances with weight on your back. Just been driving up to North Farm, walking around the, the yeah, fields. Yeah, he's my rucker. Nah, I, I, I That's don't know. for non-millennials. Yeah, that makes... I'm not a millennial, though. I think I fall under Gen Y, Gen X. Really? Yeah. I've, I thought for sure you were a millennial. No, I think I missed the cutoff by like two years. Okay, so I think you. I'm Gen X. All right. But can't tell you for sure. No, Something I'm, like you that. Can't, you're not Gen X. I think I'm Gen X. You can't be Gen X. Am I Gen Z then? Or maybe G. Plus, or am I that awkward like in between generation I mean, that we're no longer sure? Gen Z. Yeah. Well, we, whatever I am. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the same kind of thing. I mean, aside from working, but if I was to not work, I'm still kind of thinking. You know, I have three days off and mm-hmm. just kind of figuring out. Well, what should I be doing to best use my time? And um, yeah, I am reading Bone, the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a collection of books. Yes. Which is you know a thousand plus pages and I think a thousand pounds. Yeah. To carry around. It it's, is it's, a heavy I'm, book. I think I'm getting carpal tunnel syndrome from trying to hold it. Yeah. Probably. But, but I'm enjoying it. Um, a lot of people are talking about, you know, this is a good time to work on new skills and you know, I haven't had much time to do that. But um, you know, if I do end up having to stay home, I've got hundreds of press pennies that I need mm-hmm. to straighten out, put in books, those sort of things. I mean, that is a that's not vital. That's not really important. But I'm ready to get it done. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That All sounds like a solid like hour of work though to finish up. Oh boy, you have no idea. What I really you're talking don't. About. No. I really don't. But I mean, because no. I'm not talking about just throwing them in books. They got to be straightened because they come out curvy when they come out of the machines. Uh, you have to straighten them out to get them in the books. Gotcha. And then, you know, I need to do like a inventory cataloging that sort of thing for the for posterity because mm. posterity wants. I to can't know. wait to inherit that. Uh, that's serious. <laughs> that, that that whole lot of uh, a box full of money that you can't spend. Oh, exactly. <laughs> That's right. So one of the things that I did in my, in my food column a few years ago, actually, this is one of my first columns, was um, what to do with bread and milk. Because mm-hmm. in in Mississippi, when you have a snow day, or when you anticipate snow, just the mention, the bare mention mm-hmm. of a snowflake will cause people to run to the grocery store. And they don't buy toilet paper then. That's what I don't get about this yeah. time. But maybe it's just so we know we won't be snowed in for 14 days. Yeah. But bread and milk disappears. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what can you do with bread and milk mm-hmm. if you just had bread and milk? You know, Why mm-hmm. is that so important? And so I Googled recipes. And, of course, you know, you got your basic. If you just want to have a glass of milk and a piece of toast, then 
you know, and toast is it. Toast is hip now. Toast is in. So I guess yeah. if you had get a avocado, little, little avo- avocado, like a little smear of like of some almond sort. butter, yeah. Yeah, so that's there's not a lot you can do with just bread and milk, because, but if you have eggs, you can do French toast. Mm-hmm. You can do bread pudding, sweet or savory. Yes. Uh, and then the most interesting thing I found in that season when I was trying to research it was something called Canadarly. And this is what happens when you Google bread and milk. This is one of the things that comes mm-hmm. up. And Austrian style, these are Austrian style liver dumplings with speck. What is speck? Speck. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Is smoked or pickled pork belly? This okay, I'm not. A, good. I'm not against this. That sounds pretty okay. But in a in a liver dumpling, I don't know where the bread and milk comes in. Maybe it's but, like the bread is like the outer casing of the dumpling, and then it's like dredged mm, in a milk substance. Maybe, maybe. So yeah, is is you know, there's just not a lot you can do now. Bread is. You know, you can make sandwiches. You can do a lot of mm-hmm. things. You can make a lot of meals around it, but you can't do much with just those two things. But yeah, but unless it's, it's cornbread and milk and buttermilk, mm-hmm. in which case if you you're, just pour it on top and start shoveling you just, down, just uh, scramble it up in a glass. Yeah. But what doesn't uh, what doesn't make sense to me with this whole bread and milk thing is that people we're all looking at like you know quarantine for two weeks. Milk and bread is going to go bad in those two weeks. True. It's like the two most... Well, the, you could freeze the bread. You can freeze the bread. But who who enjoys bread out of the freezer, though? Apparently, everyone on your mom's side of the family. Yeah, that's a weird thing about that side of the family. But it just doesn't make sense to me because milk is going to go bad and bread is going to get stale. Like, right. my response is, like, I'm going to be stuck inside for a while. Let me get all the canned goods. That Chef, or, Chef Boyardee in a can. Mm. Just pour that thing in a pot, cook that stuff up. All of the green beans, because that's like 80 cents a can. You can True. eat for days off True. that. You can get tuna fish in a can. You can get chicken in a can. All this stuff has a shelf life of like six years. Right. Why are we grabbing milk, which will go bad in a week? Well, that's an interesting question, because yesterday your sister and I decided that we would clean out the pantry. Mm-hmm. And we did have some things that were almost out of date six years. Yeah. <laughs> so we that was one of our little quarantine or hunkering down projects was mm-hmm. to clean that pantry out and we got a full like outside garbage bag mm-hmm. full of stuff that was out of date or or whatever it has been pretty cool to watch people like get a bunch of projects done mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna clean my closet i have nothing better to do so i'm gonna actually clean my closet and you're like good for you for cleaning the closet finally I mean, it is spring so it's time for spring cleaning yeah that, i need to sweep my house stuff. you know another we had a um talking about snow I lived in Asheville, North Carolina in 1993, and there was a blizzard. And I looked at it. They call it the storm of the century. And my apartment at the time was like you, you parked, and then you went down some steps to mm-hmm. get to the apartment. So it was a two-level kind of a condo deal. Mm-hmm. And I lived downstairs, and so there was like a little slope outside the window, and there was a sliding glass door and all that. So on the morning of this blizzard when I got up, like there was literally snow about halfway up the window. <laughs> And this is a situation where, essential or not, you could not move your car, period. Mm -hmm. So for two or three days, I was unable to do anything. But I had a buddy who lived literally on the other side of the wall. Like, he he and his mom lived Mm -hmm. on the... uh, I could knock on the wall, and and they would be there. So he and I would, um, like, miraculously... I never lost power, Mm -hmm. and I think I only lost cable for a day or so. But even then, I had plenty of videotapes to nice <laughs> on our vhs player um but yeah i mean we just watched movies we cooked stuff i mean i didn't 
have mm-hmm. time. I didn't think about going to the grocery and all. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have any memory of that. But, um, you know, we had a lot of fun. We'd put on our boots and snow clothes and mm-hmm. I had ski clothes back in that day. Oh, nice. And then go out and actually play in the snow as 20 somethings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I don't, you know, I don't remember a lot about the food part, but that was definitely a hunkering down thing situation. And then we, uh, you know, when we lived in Yemen, we had to hunker down every now and then. I don't guess you remember any of those either, huh? Not at all. Not at all. There was one particular time when the Iraq war, when the, when the U.S. invaded Iraq or... Did we invade Iraq or did we just uninvade them from Kuwait? There's a lot of contention about who invaded who. Right. So and... this was, yeah, the, the the Iraq War, whatever whatever the source. Um, we ended up having to move the capital city, basically try to try not to leave the house. And if we did, like was you know there was in that part in that country there was a lot of you know the market on the corner, so you could walk less than a block and mm-hmm. get basic necessities, fresh bread, yeah, hot bread. Mm-hmm. Um, milk was something else. We didn't worry too much about milk. But the funny thing there was the, uh, I remember Melissa wanted to go visit her friend. And so she had to put on like the whole black from head to toe, um, covered her face, everything so that, you know, nobody would see that she was an American um, you know, I had a little ride, ride along with some FBI guys because mm. they wanted to know kind of what was going on, where we had just come from. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Oh, uh, I, I, I remember you telling me about that story. Like, you know, you go outside and a black SUV comes and an American asks you to come along with them. <laughs> Something like that. I don't remember if it was black, but it makes a good story, though. Mm-hmm. It was definitely an SUV. Yeah, it was kind of kind of weird and kind of cool at the same time. But Did the you thing say FBI it, or CIA? It was FBI. It's a very odd for FBI to be in well, that country. Well, I don't know what they actually were. I think mm-hmm. they were FBI. Mm-hmm. They might have been CIA. Who knows? But I know they were very serious. Yeah. Whoever they were. But the funny thing was we didn't worry about, in those kind of times, we didn't worry so much about bread or milk or even toilet paper because, you know, uh, we had bidets. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the bidet? Yes, actually. And funny story about that. Um, there's another podcast that I listen to called the Popcast, and they're slightly bigger than us, um, big enough to get a, the occasional sponsor. Ooh. And a new sponsor that they got within like the last week was Hello Tushy, which is an attachable bidet to your to this. your toilet bowl. And it's where's like, the water hookup? I'm not 100 percent sure, but it I think it may attach to the bowl. I didn't do too much research into it, but yeah, so they. There's a bidet company now that's like making strides because, and one of their big things is like toilet paper is like kind of scarce right now. So, like, why not get a bidet and really clean yourself out? Well, what I remember is we had, we lived in a house one time, several of our houses that Mm -hmm. we lived in had bidets. We didn't really use them, but we just used them really to like wash off our feet at like the beach with the sand. Occasionally. But what I remember is we were having a, uh, we had some friends over for, I don't know, for a meeting and we were just hanging out and, all of a sudden, we heard there was two little small children by the name of Eden and what was the uh, Clegg boy, uh, David. Oh, <laughs> David and Eden. Oh, no. Were all of a sudden came from the bathroom soaking wet. <laughs> and they had discovered the fountain <laughs> in the bathroom. That's funny. It wasn't just, uh, I mean, they weren't using it for the proper purposes, mm-hmm. but it was really a really cool fountain in the bathroom. So that's funny. Yeah. And then I remember one time we lived in a house and had to move to a, a compound where a bunch of other Americans were, 
were staying that was kind of a forced hunkering down for a week or two. I don't remember um, that. Yeah, you were you were kind of small. You you would probably didn't care. I mean, you were moved from a place where you had a few neighbor kids to play with to mm. you know you had other kids to play with. Yeah. It was a playground of sorts, and so it was probably no big deal for you. Um, so what about what to eat in a crisis? What to eat in a in a hunkering down situation? Mm-hmm. I went to the grocery store today. Here's here's an interesting sequence of events. I thought it would be the smart thing to do to order online and you know pick it up in the parking lot, the click yeah. list or pick up or whatever. So I, I sat there last night for a while and got ready to um, to order, and I got to the end of it and it was like pick a, pick a date today. Well, there was no date today. There was no yeah. time to pick up. There was no time Sunday. There was no time Monday. It was like. I'm gonna need these groceries before then. Yeah. So I I switched it to delivery for nine ninety five. I could have it delivered, but the first time I would be able to have a delivery was gonna be like four o'clock on Sunday afternoon, which cuts into my cooking time. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up going to the grocery, but surprisingly, I found everything. I found toilet mm-hmm. paper, paper towels, distilled water. Yeah. I didn't have wipes, but um, and I didn't look for Lysol. Mm-hmm. But pretty much everything I'd heard story horror stories on social media about people going in and uh, having two or three buggies full of chicken. And uh, I was like, well, what's the deal with chicken? <laughs> have y'all seen, I mean, a big thing now is that a lot of the grocery stores are taking what was key items in people's carts. So your toilet paper, your Lysol, your hand sanitizer. And it's like you are limited to yeah, one per that. cart now. Yeah, they did that. Yeah. So that could was, be a reason two, why there's stock. Two four packs of toilet paper per person was the mm. limit today. And I yeah. think one paper towel and. Or, I mean, one roll, one, yeah. one pack of paper towels. Um, but I was amazed. I was able to get everything. It wasn't even as crazy uh, busy today mm-hmm. as it was a week ago. Yeah. The only thing, I, I had a long list, and the only thing not on my list was Smarties candy that your mom wanted. She'd so oddly Smarties. specific. Very oddly specific. Um, and it said it was there on the uh, click list, but I could not find it. So one of the things people are doing, though, too, is... Like all the restaurants in, in our town here, they've mm-hmm. pretty much mandated that all restaurants go to pick up and delivery. No, mm-hmm. in in dining, in inside dining. Mm-hmm. So this morning for breakfast, I uh, called my friends at or I put on my online order at Proof Bakery and and I had cronuts brought to my brought to my door this morning. It was quite nice. They delivered. They delivered to my car. They had a there's, uh, yes, there's yes. parking spots uptown now that are mm-hmm. designated for pickup and delivery. So I did not know I that. Parked in that spot and. Uh, that's cool. And young Chef Mark brought me my uh, mm-hmm. my cronuts and, yeah. and bread and all kinds of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, uh, get some medicine from a pharmacy, and they did the same thing. I had to like call I, I in my one this my order and yep. then my my card information, and then mm-hmm. out came a, a tech with the little little bag of my medication, and I went on my way. Yep, same same for me this morning. And then yesterday, uh, we have a place called What's for Dinner. They do like frozen casseroles and mm-hmm. and dips and things like that like ready to eat meals and so i stopped by there yesterday and got got several things uh probably would have gotten more but they'd kind of been cleaned out yeah uh, she was doing great business unfortunately mm-hmm. that un- the reason for it is unfortunate but yeah and for i mean her good case, for her at least well. her stock is going up yeah yeah and she's uh i saw her, i know today she was there um cooking and was open for a couple of hours to kind of keep things going so mm-hmm. and i'll definitely be back to see her. And I noticed too that, you know, I, I thought about, you know, whether I should get frozen produce or fresh produce. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm bad. I, I got a magnet 
for Christmas that said something to the effect of, uh, I'm going today to the to the uh, farmer's market to choose vegetables that I'll throw away on a Saturday and go, yeah. <laughs> go get some more. So I have to be careful with the fresh ones. But there mm-hmm. was plenty of fresh produce. Mm-hmm. You know, I got some frozen, some fresh. There was even um, an ample supply of dragon fruit. I noticed it. That's good to know. Today. Uh, yeah. On Facebook um, today, I saw that uh, maybe it's the United Produce, the the produce provider yeah, in town. Yeah, in town. Yeah, but it may have been him. It may have been another one, but basically saying like, hey, guys, let's shop local. And he's like, I have enough salad to feed the National Guard. Here's my number. <laughs> call me we'll see if we have what you have yeah. and they were like willing to deliver to your house wow. so i thought that was pretty pretty interesting nice and i noticed we we tend to you know we're pizza lovers mm-hmm. we tend to keep plenty of at least a pizza or two frozen even though it's not the best yeah then you know but not better than homemade but but we'd like to keep a little bit around and so i went to the pizza aisle and that was pretty depleted i mean mm-hmm. there was there was enough way enough to to get what you like but yeah but there was a lot of holes in the in the frozen pizza department as well. So, yeah. And you are saying you did, uh, you know, one, one thing that what we used to do when I was growing up, my mom would, you know how you get, like, if you do, you're talking about green beans earlier. Mm-hmm. If you get to the end of a meal and there's only like two or three bites of green beans left, so it's yeah. not really enough. Nobody wants to eat it. Mm-hmm. Not really enough to save, but too much to throw away. Yeah. So she would have a container, a little Tupperware container, and she would put the leftover vegetables in it put it in the freezer and then the next meal when she had leftover vegetables she put it in the in that same container so when she got to a full container then she'd make soup mm-hmm. so when i was going through the freezer this week as we were kind of looking in the pantry mm-hmm. i found an enormous amount of like bone broth and pot liquor and stuff that i had <laughs> saved so I, I think soup is going to be a good thing to do yeah of course it's getting warm but you know soup's always good soup is always good bone broth that's healthy you can just sip on bone broth i'm i haven't tried it but so they tell me yeah no i haven't done much exercising mm-hmm. but you know just because you can't go to the gym doesn't mean you can't exercise mm-hmm. um you know i would suggest too if you're looking for stuff to do binge listen to this podcast yeah no uh, there's there's what 11 12 episodes that you could definitely you listen to us our voice for at least half a day learn a language you could learn a language i've mm-hmm. noticed like you I have so many podcasts I listen to otherwise yeah. that I haven't started this. But, I mean, you could do a a program like, uh, whatchamacallit, the... Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone or, or there's actually pod There's actually podcasts exactly. on yeah, there's like podcasts. Spotify that where they do that. I've been wedding planning via Skype and FaceTime. So that's been an <laughs> that's adventure. To mention that so if you want to do that, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, try to... Social distance with your your significant other if you're going to try that. But in worst case scenarios, Skype works out pretty great. Well, I, I noticed that you worked it out uh, by way of Eno. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep yeah. your you know, Eno cocoon so yeah. you're not six spreading feet away. Droplets. So it was pretty good. Trees six feet away. Okay. And then, you know, I saw that Great Courses was given like a uh, free two weeks or a free mm-hmm. month of, of trial Great Courses. You know, Blue Apron and, stock has risen like a thousand percent. Oh gosh, should have bought that. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the movies. It seems like the movie industry is either Hollywood is either they're going to either release movies on digital mm-hmm. for a fee, of course, but still, uh, at the same time they're releasing in theaters or they're delaying it. it seems mm-hmm. like it's just going to be one or the other. Yeah, theaters are closed, so um, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how that works out.
All right, everybody, you know what that drum beat means. It's time for our flavorites. So, Dad, what's your flavorite for this week? Well, one of the things that I've seen recommended, and I may have mentioned this earlier, is that if you really are home for a while and like looking for something to do, rather than, I mean, I know we've talked about binge watching and binge listening, and I probably mm-hmm. will do a little bit of both along the way, but, um, you know, rather than just Netflix and chilling the entire two weeks, then that's not social distancing, Dad. <laughs> that's a little, it's a little, that little chill, and it's a little too close, if you know that's what I mean. Not, that's true. So binge watching whatever streaming service you like, um, that you learn a skill. And I, this is not necessarily a skill, but I am a big fan of John Acuff. Uh, I, I've taken some of his courses. I've read pretty much every word he's ever written as far as the books go. So I would suggest get his books. He's written something called Start, something called Quitter, something called Do Over, and then his last one is called Finish. So those four at least are great books if you're kind of looking at you know, your vocation and what you're doing and how you're spending your time and accomplishing goals. And the thing about ACUF is not just, it's very good information. He's got documentation. He's actually had somebody do a, a doctoral study that resulted in the book Finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's got... It's not just his opinion on stuff. It's got back background and mm-hmm. references and such. Uh, but it's easy to read. It's it's not like a novel, not like Bone, but he's funny and, and enjoyable reading. So it's not like you're trudging through mm-hmm. a business book yeah. you know, to get to the end. So mm-hmm. anything by John Acuff, if you're looking for something to read, and I'm sure it's all available on Kindle and Audible and all those mm-hmm. places, so... Uh, read something by John Acuff. Sweet. Uh, so my favorite for this week is just the amount of resources that people have made available um, for teaching at home or just just spending time at home. Um, one of the ones I saw uh, was on Crossway.com. So they're a major Christian book publisher. Um, they post all of John or they print all of John Piper's books, stuff like that. And they released like six different books that were free on ebook. And one of them was Big Picture Bible Crafts, which was 101 different crafts you could do with your children to teach them about the Bible. And then, you know, Scholastic has done 30 days of online content, like three or four hours worth of content to like mm. teach your kids. So there's a lot of really good kids resources and some adult resources out there just to give you something to do that's not killing brain cells or just being a vegetable, but actually, as you said, teaching you a new skill or showing you something new about the world or just filling your time with things that are bettering you compared to not bettering you. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy it too, please share. Please give us a a big star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you found this, and they are legion. You can find us on the worldwide interweb at Little Vital Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Vittles and Vitals Podcast on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of a subject you'd like to hear us cover, shoot us a DM, and remember, if it's vital, look for the Vittles.